This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Thank you all so very much. Can we be seated? I want to appreciate the man of God and the woman of God for giving me this opportunity to to be here. Please turn your Bibles with me to John chapter 1. I'll be sharing tonight on the Word made flesh. The Word made flesh. I pray you'll be blessed. You know, sometimes when you come to the platform of a man you respect so much, uh, you struggle with what to teach because what is it you want to teach that he has not taught? You understand what I'm talking about? Praise God forevermore. Amen. John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to the bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. We were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. May the Lord bless us tonight. Father, please speak to us like only you can. Open our hearts, Lord, to receive from you. Lord, I yield my mouth to you. I yield my voice to you. Let me speak as you will speak tonight. Let me think as you will think tonight. Let me, O God, meditate. Let us meditate as you would meditate tonight. So that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart will be such that is acceptable in your sight. I ask that you give me utterance. That I will speak, O God, only the things that you have spoken to me. And as I share, Lord, not only will I speak words, but I will impart life. And the life I impart will be the same life of Christ. So that in this place, under the sound of my voice, no devil can be able to stand. And that no sickness will be able to stand. I ask that as I speak, you unleash the healing power. So that everyone sick in their bodies will be healed. I ask, Lord, that you release, oh God, that power that shifts things. So that no life will remain the same ever. I thank you. I thank you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Hallelujah. Amen. 
So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word is the beginning of all things. The Word is the beginning of all things. The Word of God is a starter. The Word of God is a starter. That means that nothing can start unless it has been started by the Word. Nothing has truly begun until it has been started by God's Word. No career has ever been started unless it is started by the Word. No one has started living unless their life was started by God's Word. In the beginning must be the Word. Every ministry that will go far in life must have at its beginning the Word of God. Every marriage relationship that will go far must be started by the Word of God. Amen. If the Word of God will start your pregnancy, there is a guarantee on your delivery. If the Word of God can start your relationship, there is a guarantee of your joy. If the word of God will start your business, your, your career, your journey in life, there is a guarantee on your delivery. Amen. Whatever you begin on the word, you are sure to finish. Whatever is started by the word, it takes the integrity of the word to bring it to completion. Do not run ahead of the word from God. I want you to tell somebody beside you, slow down. You see, we live in a generation that is too quick. We love the spirit. We don't love the word. But you see, there's a revival coming. I shared recently with some people, I said, the revival that is here now is not going to look like the revival that America has experienced and has been experienced in some other places that had a lot of spirituality, spirit movement in them. The revival that is happening in this age and time is the revival of the Word of God. It is the revival of revelation. Somebody say revelation. revelation. Say it again, revelation. revelation. The revival that God is doing, if you are not careful, you'll miss it. It may not move you everywhere, but we have the Word of God at its center. Amen. So you better slow down because a time is coming. Let, let me share let's, uh, for an example. You see, in the beginning, the Bible says that the, the God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis chapter 1, and the earth was without form and void. It says, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. So and the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep. Now watch this. If the Spirit of God is still hovering over the face of the deep until now. Darkness will remain over the face of the deep until now. And it will be null and void until there was a word from God. The situation will remain though there was a spirit. There are many of us who have caught the spirit dimensions of God, but you need to move into the word dimension of God. 
You have the spirit in you and everything is not changing about you. There is a reason. You left the word behind. You started by the spirit, but you don't start by the word. Praise God forevermore. The spirit and the word must go together. So the spirit may be there and things will not change. Because it takes the word to begin things. Glory to God. It takes the word to cause things to start. To truly start. Amen forevermore. Hallelujah. So there's no enterprise, no life, no marriage, no relationship will be truly made if it is not made by the word. The Bible says in verse 3, all things were made through him. And it says without him was not anything made that was made. What is he talking about? When it says that without him, it didn't say that it didn't say that nothing was made. It didn't say that it didn't say that nothing was made without him. That's not what he said. He said without him was nothing made that was made. What does that mean? It means that of a truth, some things can actually begin. Okay? Without the word. It is true that some things can actually be made without the word. But the real truth is that they are not really made. Do you understand that? So they may look made. They may look like they have started. But they have not truly started or made without the word. And this means that if anything should start or be made without the word, it can be undone. Do you understand that? Whatever is done without the word can be undone. But whatever you do by the word cannot be undone. Is somebody getting that? So don't envy people who are running ahead of you without the word. Because their journey can be undone. If you wait on the word and you begin, when you begin by the word, your journey cannot be undone. We live in a time when people are so lazy with the word, and I don't want you to be that. I want to encourage you to wander in the word so you will not wander in the world. I want you to stay with the word of God. I want you to, 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 to put up your tent in the word. Wander in the word of God. Stay in the word. When you stay in the word, stay in the word until you find your word. Stay in the word, stay with the word until you find your word. Because there is in the word, your word. We all know about the dimensions of the word of God. There is a spoken word, somebody says spoken word. There is the written word. And there is the living word. So both the written word and the spoken word has the potential for the living word. Praise God forevermore. When you stay with the written word, you have access to the living word potentially, but that's not the living word. The spoken word, as I'm speaking now, does not mean that everybody is hearing me. As I'm speaking now, because some of you, when I mentioned the nothing was made, that was made. That was somebody's word. 
Because some things have been made in your life, but you yourself, you know that this is not by God. Because with this revelation, you can undo them. It doesn't matter what it is. Whatever the devil has done in your life, that's why the Bible says that, whatsoever tree my father in heaven has not planted. Because whenever God plants, guess what he will use to plant it? Yes, you are right. The word of God. So if he framed the world, the universe that we see, that we love so much by his word, if you want to recreate that world, you need the word. Praise God. So that may be somebody's word who will go from here and say, Ah, I have put up with something that was made, but in the real sense was not made. Because it was made without the word. Is somebody catching a key right now? So go back and undo them. If there is a sickness in your life, of course, every sickness that comes to your life came without the word. So they are not made. Even when they look made, they are not made. Because without the word was nothing made that was made. Does that make sense? So every spoken word has a potential to become a living word. But it's not every spoken word that is a living word. Somebody say, I hear you. So you hear that, what are you going to do with it? I pray that everything I say in this place become your word. You don't need so many words to turn your world around. You need a word. Somebody say, I need a word. A word from God can change your world. Can reset your destiny. A word from God. A word from God. A living word from God. How many of you know that the devil also has some spoken words? He told Jesus as it is written. Do you remember Jesus? The devil said it. So it's not every word you speak that is the living word. Do you understand that? But every word you speak has a potential to be the living word. God has not only ordained for us to be hearers of the word. He has not only ordained for us to be speakers or preachers of the word. He wants us to become the word. Somebody say, I become the word. He wants you to be that word. He wants you to step into it, to, to walk in it. Amen forevermore. Glory to the name of Jesus. So every day you start your day, let, make sure your day starts with the word. A day you start with the word, no devil can undo that day. It's going to be a beautiful day the Lord has made. Hallelujah. When you start your day, begin with the word of God. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Let the word of God become your conversation. Let it become your morning greeting. Let it become your morning greeting. Your day is shaped by the word. No devil can undo that. When you declare that this is the day the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. And it is your living word for that day. No devil can bring sorrow to your day that day. No devil can steal your joy that day. That's how to redeem your time. Praise God forevermore. You take it back from the devil, from the hijack of the enemy. Glory to God. By the word of God. 
by the word of God. The Bible says, and the word was with God. Somebody say the word was with God. You need the word because the word was with God. Because when you have the word, God stands by it. Every word God sends out, he stands by it. God does not just send his word and let the word wander. And he say, because the word carries with it the integrity of God himself. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. The word of God carries the ability of God with it. The word of God has the ability of God in it. The word brings a dimension of God into your life that you have not seen before. The only thing God will always be with, guaranteed all the time, is the word of God. The Lord will watch over his word to bring it to pass. Praise God forevermore. He will watch over his word to bring it to pass. Because every word God speaks, God stands by the word. The word is not just was with God. The word is always with God. The word is always with God. The Bible says that wherever the word of a king is, there is power. When a king of a nation or a king of a country or a king of a village or a president of a nation issues a decree or makes a law, he does not have to be there to make sure that they are effected. Is that right? But every time he speaks the word within his jurisdiction, that word will be faithfully executed without him necessarily being there. So every time God sends a word, God is with the word. Amen? So when you receive a word from God, it's as good as you receiving God into your life. And that word comes with the ability of God. Do not trivialize the word. Do not trivialize the word of God. You need to stay with the, in the presence of God. Stay with the word until it becomes a living word. Stay with the written word until it becomes the living word. Stay with the word, on the word that is spoken until it becomes the living word. Until it comes alive. Until it becomes a part of who you are. Praise God. When you welcome the word of God into your system, the Bible says it is healing to your, to your body, healing to your bones. Praise God. It is life. It's a length of days. It will add to you. It will not give you length of days. It will add it to what you already have. So you are going to live longer than you normally should by the word. Praise God forevermore. You can change everything around by the word of God when you understand the word and know how to stay with the word until it becomes a living word. But we are too much in a hurry. We live in a generation that is too much in a hurry. I know we are busy. See, we're talking to Lagosians. Y'all are busy, right? But you see, our busyness is never going to be an excuse. Not at all. When you are too busy to stay with the word, you are indeed too busy. We are too quick to rush out of the presence of God. See, we've got to learn. We, we know we are busy, but we've got to learn how to carry the word with us wherever we go. I think that's what we need to do, practically speaking, so that you will not lose your job because you want to stay with the word. You understand? 
But you must learn how do I carry the word with me, not just religiously. You know, I'm not talking about memorizing the word. No, that's not what it is. I'm talking about becoming the word. You've got to create the time. You've got to create a way, a means of doing it. You've got to find a way to cause the word to be on autoplay in your mind, in your heart. Because sometimes you may have to stay with a chapter of the Bible for so long before you find one or two living words, practically speaking. You may be very spiritual that every Bible you read, every verse is a living word. Thank God for your life. But I may read a chapter and only two stands out, and that two is all I need. You understand? But don't rush through five chapters without one of them becoming a living word. And this thing takes time. Praise God. Somebody say time. We've got to fellowship with the word. Fellowship in the word. Stay with the word. Our excuse is that the devil does not care that you are busy. If he's going to attack you, we'll attack you. If you don't have the word of God, you have no right to rule your day. If you don't have the time to rule your day, the devil will ruin your day. So you've got to make up your mind. You've got to make up your mind. The world is waiting for the word made flesh for new epistles being written, and you can be that epistle. Praise God forevermore. The Bible says the word is God because wherever God's word is, God is. Whatever God can do is what can do. The ability of God is the ability in the word. And now the Bible says that in verse 4, in him was life. Somebody say in him was life. And the life was the light of man. In the word. When we're talking about the world, we're talking about a person. We're not just talking about what is spoken. We're talking about Jesus. Jesus is the word that became flesh, that came to dwell among us, and is making us into the same, so that whatever he is, so we be in the world. Praise God. So that whoever he is, we become. So that whatever he is to the world, he says, I am the light of the world. And at the point, he says, you are the light of the world. Praise God. Somebody listening to this? That whatever Jesus is in the world, you are in the world. And for you to be that person in the world, you must go through this process of you becoming the world just as Jesus is the word of God. In him was life. You can't have life without the word. So when you carry the word of God, the living word of God in you, you carry the life of God in you. Amen, somebody. You become not only a life carrier, you become a life giver. When your life is saturated with the word, life comes into you. And he said that life is the light of life. That means that you cannot carry the life of God and be stupid. Somebody say understanding. Because that light is understanding, it means illumination. You are illuminated. You have understanding. You have direction. You will never be stranded another day. Praise God forevermore. The word of God is so true. It's going to open up to you things and dimensions that you have not been through before. Glory to God. And so when you are a life carrier, you become a life giver. 
You become a life giver so that if there is a situation that is experiencing death, you can bring life into it. That's who you are. Praise God. You are a life carrier because in him was life. Somebody say in him. So every encounter you have with the world is an encounter with life. Every encounter somebody have with you when you become the world is an encounter with life. That's why we can raise the dead when they are dead. Praise God forevermore. I don't know if you believe you can raise the dead right now. You can heal the sick. You can heal the sick. Why? Because you carry life in you. As you're walking around, you are a walking life. The family you belong to, those who shake your hand every morning, they are shaking life. Everyone who look at you, they are looking at life. And you say, these things remain a mystery to you until you get a revelation. Somebody say revelation. Sickness becomes a mystery to you and remains a mystery until you have a revelation. It is revelation that tells you. And so the day this hit me so powerfully, I cannot be sick. I'm not, I've said it before. <laughs> but when I say it now, I'm saying it by revelation. I cannot be sick. Why? The Bible says that if the spirit of Christ dwells in you, the same spirit of Christ shall quicken your mortal bodies. And when I speak that, every time I have to talk people, I don't pray people into healing, I talk them into healing. Every time I have to talk people into healing, that's the scripture. Praise God. Because the spirit of Christ is in me, he quickens my mortal body. This is what he does. Glory to God. The spirit of Christ in you quickens your mortal body. Your body is naturally subject to the law of mortality. So that when you drink a poison, the natural law says that body begins to die. Okay? When I say poison, it doesn't mean poison necessarily. You drink a bad water. Do you understand? You eat bad food. You touch somebody and you are supposed to be infected. When you are infected, something begins to happen to your body. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So the law says that once that happens, your body begins to deteriorate. But this is what the Spirit of Christ does. When the Spirit of Christ is in you and you catch a revelation, you understand that? So the Spirit of Christ is already in you. Somebody say, I have the Spirit of Christ. But you can have the Spirit of Christ if you don't have the Word of God, that is the revelation, you will die like you have no Spirit of Christ. Does that make sense to you? The revelation says, every time I contact or any virus comes in contact with my body, internal or external, they die on arrival. They die on contact. Why? The spirit of Christ in me suspends the process of mortality and make me exempted. Somebody say exempted. It exempts me 
from the whole situation. So that whatever kills others cannot kill me. Because many times you begin to use people's revelation to set your limitation. Do not let another person's revelation be your limitation. Somebody may have said this before and die. That doesn't mean you are going to die. Do you understand that? Your revelation will give you the exemption. Somebody say, I'm under exemption. Paul said, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free. That word set free also means exemption. Somebody say exemption. So what it says is that the law of the spirit of life, because this is a law. Every law is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has exempted me from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is what says that when you drink a poison, you die. But the law of the spirit of life comes and says, not in this case. Somebody lift your hand and say, not in this case. case. Say it again, not in this case. So when Jesus said they will drink any deadly thing and it will not hurt them, he he wasn't telling parable. He wasn't using illustration. He meant it. Somebody say he means it. He means it. That when you literally drink the poison, by revelation, you'll be exempted. Paul lived without this revelation, and he was living like everybody else as if he had no spirit of Christ in him. But when he caught that revelation, sin no longer had dominion over him. But we all know about the law of sin. We don't know about the law of death. The law of death is that which governs this atmosphere. The laws that science discovers. Praise God forevermore. Somebody say, I'm an exemption. We cannot just be teaching the word. We've got to be living the word. It's time for us to live the word so that the word becomes a practical reality in our experience. The Bible says, and darkness. (laughs) I'm going to stop there. Praise God. The Bible says, And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not. Another version says, comprehend. Somebody say comprehend. How many of you, your version says overcome? Your version says overcome. The the, the darkness cannot overcome it. The reason why there is a, a use of overcome and understand together as if they are the same word, is because what you do not comprehend, you cannot overcome. For you to overcome anything, you have to understand it. And that is why both sickness and death will remain a mystery to you until you gain an understanding. Jesus said in the parable of the sower, I said, when the, then when the seed fell on the pathway, he said the devil came and stole those seed. And he said, he, he said the birds of the air came and stole them and ate them up. And he said that those birds is the wicked one. And the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, the word you do not understand, the devil have access to. Somebody say, I hear you. So don't just hear the word. Understand it. Understand it takes time. Time is what we don't have. 
Praise God forevermore. Understanding takes time. So I want to employ you, stay in the word. Amen. Stay in the word. Locate yourself in the world and you will not be wandering in the world. Locate yourself in the word. When you find yourself in the word, the Bible talks of John, it said, and there was a man sent from God. Everywhere there is a word, there must be a man sent from God. And you are that man. Somebody say, I am that man. There is a word in the earth longing for fulfillment, waiting for accomplishment, waiting for execution, and there is a man that must execute it. Somebody say, I am that man. Say it again, I am that man. Every word in this place must find execution, and you must be the hand of God to execute it on the earth. We are going to be the one that will tell the devil, enough is enough in our families. We must be the one that will tell the devil, we checked in the word, it's not there. I always hear this, there was this, um, the, the Noah's hack, vegetables. I don't really love the vegetables. We are the children. Well, I don't watch it, but I overhear my children watch it <clears throat> in the car. So they, there's this portion that they interjected into the movie, and there was a monster that would come after the flood. I mean, while the flood came in the boat, and then the, the monster came. And Noah came and said, hey, little monster, will you go back to where you came from? This is Noah's act story, and you are not in the script. <laughs> is somebody ready to kick something out of their life that is not in the script? Whatever is not in the world has no permission to stay an extra minute in your life anymore. You become the word fully and you can look at the devil and say, this is the Bible story. My success is the Bible story. My victory is the Jesus story. His story is my story. And you are not in the script. Whatever is not in the script is not permitted in your life anymore. Not another day. Not another day. Every battle that is not in the script is not permitted in your life anymore. Whatever sickness is not, is not in the script is not permitted in your life. Any failure, any disappointment not in the script is not permitted in your life anymore. Today you become the word that you hear. Today you become the word that you read. You have read it, you have heard it. It's time to be it. It's time to be it. It's time to be it. I am stepping into it. I am stepping into it. I am becoming it. I am rising just as the scripture says. I am going about to do good as, as, just as Jesus did. The Bible says everywhere he went, he was doing good. He was doing good everywhere he stepped in. He was doing good. He is a good doer. Evil can coexist with him. I am becoming what the word says I am. This is not in the script. That cancer is not in the script. That barrenness is not in the script. That failure is not in the script. That disappointment is not in the script. Out now. That demon, demon oppression and depression is not in the script. Sorrow and bitterness of heart is not in the script. Joblessness is not in the script. Financial being broke financially is not in the script. I become the word now. It's not in the script. Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. 
Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m., while our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.